Hey, what time is it, Snoopy? It's Howdy Doody time. Is that right? I'm very confused. Welcome to the intermission. My name is T. Christie. I'm sitting here with Brian William Fenifter. Greetings. Michael Dorkman Scott. Hello. And Trey the Amazing Stokes. Hey, I'm having trouble with my headphones. All of us successfully occupying three dimensions of space, and potentially four, maybe 11. I don't know. We're not going that far. We're just going to 3D. Or 21. Yay. Yay, in oh, movies. Oh, wow. You stuck that landing. I was like, what is happening? <laughs> and then, all right. I saw it sure. coming. Oh, there it was. Coming. Anyway. <laughs> intermission um, in 3D. Um, oh, that's right. This will be digitally enhanced later yeah, to we'll be in 3D. Yeah, we'll have to convert it. But our yeah, our yeah. own Michael Dorkman Scott has done a 3D post-conversion for like stereoscopic movies done after the fact. And yes. then we've also all kind of had an opinion or at least seen 3D stuff. Brian just saw Hugo in 3D, and I he also did. saw the trailers for uh, Titanic in Episode 3 in 3D. We're just going to talk about... Those the, are my professional qualifications. The use <laughs> of 3D in movies and how it happens and how we feel about it and all those things. The, my, the qualification for any movie podcast are having seen movies. <laughs> yeah, so, and sometimes yeah. not even that. Yeah. We are supremely qualified to talk about uh, being able to see. Um, so far. So far. In the, in the chat room, Pavlich is like... Three out of four of us have glasses. I'm looking, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to this because... Uh, Pavlich is like, I'm looking forward to this because I can't watch 3D movies. Because he has an eye thing. Uh, it's cool. If you, look at, if you ever have a chance to just look into the other filter a little bit, you'll see that the other side of the screen is all porn. Um, you're missing a lot. It's weird. I've never had a problem. Like, a lot of people complain about headaches. I've never had headaches. I do get bummed out about the dimness of it. But often, if, especially with an animated movie, they'll brighten it up considerably just with that in mind. I've always liked 3D in, uh, in animated films, and I saw Coraline in 3D, and that was awesome. Uh, I saw Avatar in 3D, and I didn't care. Like, I don't think it actually... I, I don't prescribe any amount of worth to the experience of watching a movie in 3D. Uh, it, doesn't, it doesn't make me more interested or make me feel like I'm more in the world, really. I mean... I understand why they think it might, but if you actually just sit there and watch, it's like, no, it's just a 3D fucking thing. Uh, I am looking forward to seeing The Hobbit in 48 frames for a second 3D because I'm yeah. curious if that's going to work. Um, but until then, like, no. 3D is not as annoying to me as those, uh, like, the 60 hertz TV screen interpolation things that make oh, every 24 God. frame for a second. I just dumb. got back like, from whenever you, at home Thanksgiving where my sister's dude, brother-in-law's just, just, television is like, we're, we're watching The Sting, the goddamn oh, Sting. And, and, it it looks like video. Like, and it looks like it's in HD. You know that thing where yeah. you're walking through like Best Buy or an electronic store and you see that they're playing Pirates of the Caribbean on Blu-ray and it's smooth as but shit. It, but it looks like a football game, a reality oh, show. Oh, yeah. God, it's awful. Yeah. Anyway, but 3D, I have no problem with 3D. How are you guys, uh, your I'm, experiences with and all those things? I'm not constitutionally against it the way a lot of people are, the way I feel a lot of people People are like, what? Talkies? No. Ah. <laughs> it's like, well, no. Color. Or, color. Fuck that. <laughs> uh, I feel like a lot of the anti-3D or some of the anti-3D reaction is that. that. That being said, there is a lot of valid criticism towards 3D, the dimness quality being one. That's why Chris Nolan uh, considered, I th I'm sure the studio wanted him to shoot Inception in 3D, and he considered it, and they did tests, and ultimately he rejected it for the dimness <laughs> aspect of it. Um, Fincher doing a 3D movie, you wouldn't be able to see anything. <laughs> It'd just be black. Um, It'd be like a really bad codec. But it, it's been a... It's up till now, up until recently, and I think having just watched Hugo last night, uh, up until now, I think it's been more of a gimmick where it's been, you know, throwing the axe at the screen or the piranhas jump at the screen. And, and when people have more of a visceral reaction against 3D, I think that's a lot of times what it is. But Where the reaction is just, stop it! Yeah, just stop throwing shit it's at like me. It's like Bill Murray and Ghostbusters. Stop that! <laughs> but I think there is a the, at least the potential to uh, to use 3D as and to use the added depth that the the process gives you to in a subtle and artistic way that demonstrates actual craftsmanship to it. And I think Scorsese does that with with Hugo. With, with Hugo. When you brought that, that up, that's what Jim Cameron. You know, that's what he was saying he was going to do with Avatar, and I think he does, although there's still a couple gimmicky 3D stuff going on When there. you bring up using 3D as an element of craft, I don't remember which 
Pixar movie it was, but the one that had the night and day one, where it was these cartoon overlays, and then in it there was a 3D world. That was great in 3D. I believe that was Toy Story three that it, that was with. Where you know I'm talking, you know what I'm talking about though that it's yeah, night and day or whatever way. it was. Yeah, uh, I thought that was really cool. I don't think I've ever actually really enjoyed 3D in a product that much. It, it the best it can do for me is not bother me. Like Toy Story three didn't bother me. Yeah, you know, whatever. Well, here's the thing, and I said this right before we started recording. The really interesting thing, having seen Hugo last night, actually it wasn't Hugo. It was watching the. <laughs> I, it, no, no, no. Hugo, Hugo is a good movie. You actually did a spit take. Just <laughs> did a spit take with his smoke. Yeah. <laughs> so the, it went up and it never came down. The, the really interesting 3D aspects of last night's experience <laughs> was more more than Hugo itself. Uh, the trailers in 3D in front of Hugo, which included Titanic and. Uh, Star Wars Episode One: Phantom Menace, and watching these movies that were not shot at all 3D, obviously because they were made ten years ago. The some of the shots are like that's that's how you should use 3D. That's amazing. That's it's a way to add depth, and and that's what 3D should be used for. And it's it's that basic quality. It's the fundamental principle of don't throw axes at the at the audience just for the gimmicky effect of it. Use it to add depth the way you use lenses and lighting and shadow and color and everything else to add depth. Because ultimately, when you are when you have something on the screen, when you have an image on the screen, what you're doing is you're taking a three-dimensional uh, version. You're taking three-dimensional reality and compressing it onto a two-dimensional plane and representing reality that way. And you're, you're obviously losing quite a bit. So, But we figured out ways to work around that. We focus and... For the last hundred years, we've found a million ways to work around that focus color shading and uh reese witherspoon reese witherspoon uh lots that really adds depth to a lots of (laughs) lots of different ways and now the actual use of 3d is just another aspect is another way of accomplishing that same fundamental okay in in real life reality is three dimensions and we have natural stereoscopic vision but we lose that with the screen and we'll take it as a metaphor that this means this and that means that and so how do we get that back Trey, have you ever seen a movie in 3D? Uh, yeah, because we had them in the 50s. Well, yeah, I know, I know, I know. But have you seen um, one of the more recent? The most recent one I've seen would be Avatar. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and actually, I had an interesting experience with Avatar because I saw it in the Cinerama Dome, which you would think Ooh. which you would think would have been good. Oh, um, no? And, and I watched the whole movie, and I was never aware of the 3D. Like It's like I wore this really heavy, painful headset the whole time, and I was like, so this is 3D, huh? Okay. Um, weirdly enough, then, just because I would... Avatar was like a winter movie, right? It was like a, it came out in the yeah. December. Yeah. yeah. So then, not long after that, uh, of course, it was in the Bake Off the following, you know, January. Um, I saw it at the Academy Theater, um, where half the movies being screened were in 3D because they had Alice in Wonderland, and also. So I haven't seen the entire movies, but I've seen the visual effects clip reels from about five because they had several that year in the Bake Off, um, and they even had to. And maybe you know, Dork making into this, we had to change different kinds of glasses halfway through, and they had to totally revamp the projector because, of course, there's different kinds of 3D. But um, and that's but, why there's a projector. But then I saw shit. then I saw the clips of Avatar again, and the 3D was amazing. So it's like, I think there was just something wrong when I went to the Cinerama Dome, like my glasses weren't firing or what. But suddenly at the Academy screening, I saw the, the depth of it in a way that I didn't get at all when I watched it, the entire movie at the Cinerama Dome. Suddenly I was like, oh, there's 3D. I see it. You know, it's fantastic. So that's the most recent one I've seen. And so my experience of seeing it at Cinerama Dome was like I didn't even feel like I was watching a 3D movie. My experience of seeing it a month later at the Bake Off when whatever was different was different was, holy shit, I'd love to watch this entire movie like this because this is really cool. So it doesn't bother you? It doesn't. It doesn't. That, that didn't bother me. 
Um, none of the movies that I remember. There's Alice in Wonderland. What other ones came out last year that were you know big 3D movies? I can't remember what other. There was at least two or three others in the Bake Off, but uh, Alice in Wonderland is the one I remember. Wasn't Mike, what did you work on last year yeah. other than Alice Piranha in Wonderland? 3D. Yeah. Piranha 3D. Piranha, yeah. Yeah. Um, that was not in the Bake Off, though, unfortunately. But um, Yeah, and, and Harry Potter was this year, but Deathly Hollows Part 2. There was, was at least year, one so other. Maybe that. that was one. Maybe that was it. Um, no, that ha- that one hasn't been in the awards that's true. yet. That's, that's right. It'll be this year, year if it's going to be in this year. So I can't remember what the other one was. But uh, So, you know, I, I guess, strangely enough. Oh, my, it might have been Thor? Because Thor, Thor was in 3D. No. Thor, was, Thor came out Thor, in 3D. Thor but it wasn't, it wasn't in the Bake Off, okay. though. Okay, okay. Because um, I'm still blissfully unaware of anything that happened in Thor. <laughs> Dude, hold on to that. Remember <laughs> yeah, exactly. this. Dude, trust me. If you watched it, you'd still be pretty unaware. Of, like, yeah, what? exactly. <laughs> anyway, so so weirdly enough, my answer to your question is I probably haven't seen a 3D movie properly because I didn't. I clearly didn't see Avatar properly, whatever was uh, wrong in that screening. And I haven't really seen any others of this new uh, recent spate of, uh, of 3D Um what I remember, and, and this can, and we'll throw it over to Mike, is I remember that in the Bake Off, um, the the question that that, that uh, Alice in Wonderland specifically got, because um, they do a Q and A after, um, was um, a very carefully worded question. That, if I may paraphrase the person's question, was so: How did you make all this make this movie, knowing that it was going to be post converted into three D? And 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 made to suck <laughs> <laughs> because the Alice in Wonderland 3D was okay, but you could clearly see it was a different thing than the Avatar 3D. Right. So um, the uh, the other yeah. um, ones on the Bake Off that were probably uh, Iron Man 2. I don't know if that was. 3D. I don't think so. That was um, 3D, no. Tron Legacy. Tron, was, oh, but yeah. but that was 3D native. They shot. Yeah, but that right. they screened it in 3D. Yeah. So and and I was blown away by that. That made me almost want to see that movie. <laughs> Almost. Almost. Not quite. Yeah. But then it faded. Like five minutes later, it faded, and I forgot about it. Oh, uh, Tron 2 is the opposite of Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> it will put you to sleep. Scott with Pilgrim his... was in the big up, but it was not 3D. It's just like taking a bath and a warm soup of pretty. <laughs> <laughs> it really. I was, Actually, it's a stew because Olivia Wilde was in there. I, you know, I, I went on record then as now. Is like I was not surprised Scott Pilgrim you know, didn't make the cut because Scott Pilgrim <laughs> was not pleasant to look at in the Bake Off. But um, I was stunned that Tron didn't get in because because first of all they opened by saying remember when computers were ineligible for the visual effects Oscar it's like right there the whole room is going to go bing you're in you know play mm-hmm. that card that's great remember when they used to the man used to keep us down um, and yet you know and it was beautiful to look at it was amazing and and yet somehow it didn't get in and I guess in retrospect I guess it was Clue I guess Clue was what killed him mm-hmm. everything else looked great yeah, but, yeah. but Clue was kind of like eh, really and Clue's the Young thing they were bridges. pushing too yeah. and it's like no 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. They, I think they would have been in if they sweep that under the rug. hadn't put Clue in their in their reel. Mike, I heard tell you worked on some of them 3D films. Yeah, I, I have worked on some. In of what capacity, Alice and, and, and how is that? Um, I've worked pretty much as a as a depth artist. I'm I go in and depending Ooh. on depending on their that's that's what it's like for a <laughs> while. For a while, we were like, what do we call this? What yeah. that we're doing? I don't know. It do seems, we deserve Oscars? Yeah, it seems <laughs> it seems yeah. it seems to have settled on Satan's rotoscope is what yeah. we used to call motion capture. It, it seems to have settled on uh, depth artists specifically. What depth I'm artist. what I do, which is that sounds uh, like a navy. Job. Yeah. <laughs> um, basically taking because uh, all just about all of the films I'm, I've worked on have been they rotoscope all the different pieces and then it comes to me and I depending on the the system that they're using because one place had a proprietary thing but generally I I take the the layers and build them into depth and then kind of dial it in from there and um, some places have a department because it'll cause stretching right because because what you do is you you create this. You tell the the you know the computer okay take the frames and 
here's where everything goes in depth. Um, this is closer to the camera. That's further away. And suddenly you revealed something that you wouldn't yeah. have been able you're, to you're see. You're seeing behind something exactly. that you're not – wouldn't be. Whatever's closest – it, it creates a, a an artificial parallax. So whatever's closer to the camera gets pushed a little to the – you know, a little to the right in the right. left eye and a little to the to the left in the right eye so that you feel like you're seeing, you know – on the right side of it and on the left side of it, and it should reveal things behind that don't actually um, exist. But they don't actually exist, or rather, they weren't you know recorded in in camera in the frame. Mm-hmm. Um, Can those so areas be nominated for an Oscar? Someone, so someone <laughs> either needs to um, someone either needs to do paint work to to put that back, and then it's kind of recomposited together over the the, the clean plate or wacky um, stretching time. Or they have well, well, a lot of these places have developed tools that that do a lot of really good work and and kind of eliminate. A lot of the stretching, interpolate it. Yeah, and there's a lot of there's actually it's impressive how much stretching you can get away with when you're just looking at it. Like if if someone takes it home and freeze frames it and looks at one eye and then the other, they may see it. But the thing is, the way it's being pushed one way or the other, it's like in one eye, it's being pushed over the stretch zone of the other eye. So it's like you're not actually going to really see it up to a certain point. There's a certain point where it's unacceptable and you have to deal with it. But there's a there there is a little bit of a of a margin that you can get away with. Yeah, well, I was the the Star Wars and the Titanic trailer last night were the first, at least that I can think of, the first time I've actually watched post 3D converted stuff. Right. Everything else I've seen was shot in Avatar, I think, and Hugo. Because you're a blockbuster were, purist. <laughs> well, no, it's just because I wasn't actually going to pay money to watch Alice in Wonderland in the theater, for God's sakes. What, are you crazy? <laughs> no offense, Mike. <laughs> yeah, no. I, I didn't pay money to see it in the theaters either. <laughs> yeah. um, but, and, I, and I'm sure if I took both of those trailers home and watched them frame by frame that I would be able to pick out all that it, stuff. It, but it in the be, moment, I absolutely couldn't. It, it, it might be, but I, but um, uh, Prime Focus did the uh, did is doing Star Wars, uh, Stereo D is doing Titanic. I'm pretty sure both of them have paint teams, so they probably cleaned all that up. Okay. So that, that stuff isn't even there. Do you have to do dailies? Yeah. What, what is that process like? Do you have, uh, obviously <laughs> well, you're all watching it with the 3D glasses the whole on. movie again. Yeah, I know, exactly. Process. But it seems like, I'm not incorrect in assuming, like it used to be my thing where you look at ILM stuff and you're like, I don't even know how, they, uh, recent CG stuff. Uh, they must have special tools to be able to do those kind of effects. Like, no, not really. They just worked their fucking ass off on it, did a million revisions, had a well, big old team, some proprietary software. Yeah, they but, built some of their tools. But for did. the most part, it's it's the what you think it is, and yeah, it is that hard. My understanding of 3D conversion is that you're fucking rotoscoping everything in the entire movie. I don't do the rotoscoping. There's an, there's well, a, there's a, a process. Gen- general you, but that team yeah. does that. The royal you. I am yeah. not incorrect in that assumption, right? No. That's retarded. That's massive. That's a scanner <laughs> yeah. darkly for every movie. Yeah. Who is it? Who is it on Twitter? Is uh, had the the hashtag of um, um, visual effects downtrodden. Down downtrodden. That was mine. And and, and someone was talking about um, doing a three D conversion on something and having to rotoscope guys in white suits in an all white clean room. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. 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 That was a good one. That sounds like a nightmare. But. Uh, Yes, but but you only have to do it's keyframing. It's, it's a special. Well, it's a it's a you know you have to decide what you're going to push into depth. So it's like okay, that we're not going to worry about. That's far enough back. Okay. That we don't have to worry about that. Those are the that's where we're focusing our attention on the screen. So we'll make sure we'll we pop get something a in front of it, something behind it. But for the most part, the frame is the same. So is it? No, I mean, I mean, there is a lot that goes into it. There, there is a lot of breaking things out into layers. But there, there is also. 
um, it, this isn't something that I do. This is something usually like the, the Roto and the supervisors will kind of get together on. They'll go, okay, here's what we're going to worry about depth thing really nicely. This is what people are going to be focusing on. And these other bits, we're still going to depth. We're still going to, you know, the, if there's a mountain range or something off to the side, we'll break out the individual mountains. But as we get closer, then we'll start worrying about actual individual Fence rocks. posts and yeah, shit. Yeah, exactly. Now, my, another question I have about this, because it seems theoretically possible, but also theoretically very difficult. You can do, obviously with the 3D conversion stuff, you can do layered 3D, where it's basically 2.5D, where you have a, you know, a card here and then a card a little farther back, a card there. Yeah. Is In that process, is there a way to do something where instead of it being three flat pancakes going down into the back, you can actually do like a basically a diagonal line going back, and you get the depth of the diagonal going back, as opposed to, okay... Pancake, pancake, pancake. Could I actually just do a line that kind of goes like this? Well, sure. You can. You can. The the whole most of the. It would be 3D, weird stretchiness. The three D stuff that I've I've um uh worked on, whether it be proprietary or not, it all goes off the idea of like a depth mat, which you, which is very familiar for people actually working in three D animation, and it's basically just a grayscale mat that says mm-hmm. if it's this is how far back. Yeah, this stuff if it's is. black, it's all the way back. If it's white, it's all the way forward. Although some three D programs <laughs> and if it's do rock, it don't come enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and and whatever the gray is between black and white, that's where that's the the gradient. So you can just create a gradient and say it's like this, a bulge. Yeah, this point is here, this point is there, and it grades back there, and you get the sense of a diagonal. Uh, uh you know, crazy distance. as a, as opposed to artificially creating, you know, three or, two or three or four layers. Right. And, you don't have to create. It, it, you don't have to have like card, 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 card. Yeah, yeah you can actually right. generate just a smooth gradient. I have a, I have I have more of a because you're in this industry in this industry that I. I'm totally unaware of. I have sort of more big picture questions. Okay. Okay. So, does the movie come in the door done when you start working on it? Uh, it depends on the on the project. Like I, did. I mean, obviously, if it's a movie that's you know been in the can, right, blah, blah, right. But but you're doing you've done like Alice in Wonderland is sort of being made and racing to get to theaters, right. And this is a whole other pipeline that's being stuck right. on the end. Are so you just doing uh, shots as the and command? Piranha, yeah. the same thing. Yes, it's very oh, much fuck, that that's way. Awesome. Um, it's it's terrifying because the problem is that on on some of those projects um the you know as as we've talked about in in visual effects as well um things are getting pushed so far to like the deadline it's like they right. just keep asking for revisions they keep wanting changes they'll and go right get, up to the day things get pushed right up to the day and they they have not yet come to appreciate <laughs> we, there's a whole other thing we have to do after There's an that. extra step. Yeah. yeah, so it's like you have to approve that stuff <laughs> so that we can actually do that. I've been working on a couple of projects. I can't really talk about – I can't talk about anything I've worked on that still hasn't been released yet. But there have been a couple of projects I'm working on that it's like I've done this – like a whole long shot. And then they'll be like, oh, yeah, that shot's out of the picture. Or there's <laughs> – yeah. we, we frame slipped it. So, like, it was 300 frames, but now it's 450. But we knocked off the last 100 frames of what you did and, and added 300 to the front. <laughs> the part where I did all the roto. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and I'm I'm literally – it's like it's no skin off my back because I'm getting paid either way, whether it's a new shot or going back to an old shot. But it's like just from that perspective, I'm like, how how is this even allowed? How is that yeah. allowed right. that you can do that? Um, someone should be shutting that down. Someone yeah. should be locking this picture. They have too much money. That's you run, all yeah. it is. You run into that problem a lot in visual effects stuff, especially if you're doing – if like you get hired to do all of something. Like I used to do um, freelance jobs where I would do all the asset creation, all the texturing, all the, the world spacing and the layout, the lighting, the render, the comp. Everything. And then the comp tricks to make it a beautiful thing. And I would say, okay, what exactly do you want? How long? Previous, previous, previous. Yes, this? Good. 100 frames head, 100 frames tail. This is it. That's I a can't... shitload of head yeah, tail. Yeah, Let tail. me tell you the story. <laughs> yeah. And I'd always be like, okay, now this is it. I'm going to make a fucking comp. All the assets, everything, this long. 
It's longer than you want, and this is what you're going to get. And then at the end of that process, you have 25 renders and a special render to cover this one patch, and you're doing this little thing, just a lot of tricks. And then obviously in comp, you've got little patches here and there and there everywhere just to make it look, okay, this shot is fucking done. It was kind of a bastard, but I got it done. It's fine. Can we add 100 frames to the end of it? (laughs) There's like 25,000 things going on in this. I would have to redo the shot from scratch. Why? You already did most of it. Okay, but to connect all those new renders at the end of them, and then ext- it just, it's like a nightmare. It's a but, fucking nightmare. But just push. I can't even th- imagine doing that on a yeah. complicated roto shot. But just push the magic button. And then yeah. Oh yeah, no, yeah. Uh, no! In the in the newer versions of Nuke, there is a Star Wars button that just does yeah. it for you. <laughs> but our, but it's a Star Wars node. You you asked about the dailies and dailies. It's just a, you know you go into the the room and they have the shots that you've you've put put together and we all put on the glasses. Usually uh, on on the. Shows I've done recently, they've been passive as opposed to the active ones that flicker, um, which is much easier to look at for yeah. long terms. Uh-huh. Um, but, uh, yeah, you, you go in and you look at the shot and you go, okay, well, that little bit, like that stray hair or whatever is falling back. That hasn't been covered by the roto. We need to pull that up. And, and this feels too close to camera. We want to push that back or this motion and, and stuff like that. I'm actually really impressed by a lot of the stereographers and the leads i'm i'm starting to wonder if i might be partially stereo blind or something because <laughs> because i i because that's a thing like there are people who stereo blindness is yeah, a thing yeah stere- stere- like they can see just fine in in the real world right, right? but um but it's but a problem pu- of depth perception. but putting on the glasses or whatever like oh, okay. fake 3d they don't they they the can't perceive properly it. yeah okay. for some reason and and I will. I'll, I'll turn in shots and stuff like that, and I, you know, I get them finaled and stuff like that, so it's not a problem. And there's a lot of compers who are colorblind, Brian, for example. So, you know, not me. We Ryan, can Ryan. We can overcome. Not Brian. Um, but uh, yeah, right. Um, but uh, I'll, I'll take up a shot to to my my supervisor, or my lead, and they'll be, oh yeah, this is coming too far forward, and you know, this is just, like on one. They view the shot and it's like 30 frames. They're like, we got to pull that tree. That's not quite working and stuff like that. I'm like, I totally like. Is if it, I sat there and stared at it or frame by framed it, I could but now wait, pick but, that out. But, but they, how much? How much more? Because obviously it's a very it's a very very new field. How much more experience do the leads have than you know guys like you? Yeah, probably yeah. So yeah, how, three how, days before you did. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, how many more hours? Because I would imagine it's a it's a you know Mal- Malcolm Gladwell ten thousand yeah. hour thing. It's probably it's, it's probably true, but I'm like I go in and like I said I'm building a depth mat, so it's like they want that up more. I see it in right. the depth, so I'll just make it brighter. That's fine. But then I'll look at it and I'm like I don't really see the difference. Like I'll toggle it. I'm like maybe a little, but I take it up and like oh that's much better. I'm like what yeah. uh, now fine. if I was doing well, that? yeah, but a lot of that's got to be producer, you know, <laughs> maybe it, it's I don't producerial, know. like get rid of the pink lamppost. Okay, it's gone. So you, you know, are maybe, producing. A single image that will later get broken into two images later down the, down no, the, down this, the pipeline? No, the single image is given to me, and I okay. produce the two images. Now, if I was doing that in After Effects, <laughs> I could just take the left <laughs> image and the... Sorry. I was just thinking later, you know, just, just like there should be a company that de- decolorize things. Like Later, they'll be like, okay, uh, today we're going to take Alice in Wonderland, and we're going to turn it back yeah. into a fucking regular <laughs> movie again. Can we just do one eye? No, that's not good enough, because we'll see all the artifacts. Because yeah, one thing you could do with that it. in After Effects is you could take the left image as it's done and the right image as it's done and just lay them on top of each other and do a difference map and just see, okay, there's a good solid line around those guys and there's solid... Oh, but this sure. one's kind of weird. Is that not part of the pipeline at all? Where you just say, like, a difference map. Just, okay, oh, I see something here. Like, that seems like it's something that you could use. Well, you could... I, I mean, It you might just be that. adding another thing seems to the like pipeline. like a good quick check to go, whoops, oh, look what I got a yeah, thing out of place. If you can... If, if something... But if something is that clearly out of place then that then is you're something gonna spot to, it that anyway. is something to pick out it's like the little subtle things where they're like oh take that back like one pixel difference i'm like How, what now <laughs> is right. there, do the artist agents get involved like say you have a, a actor with a supremely gigantic nose 
Pick your favorite. <laughs> but does, does their, their agent get involved and go, okay, come on, his nose. nose isn't that long. It's like if you're watching just a normal like 50 millimeter shot and his nose is poking at you like an axe. It's like, guys, come on, his nose isn't that big. <laughs> you have to actually put it in soft focus. It's like, really? It actually would have gone out of Second focus. Second question, don't answer that. Fuck that shot. Um, uh, imagine a shot where you just got, you had a lot of fun with the depth map and you're just fucking around making a joke daily where you just make it like this weird cloud depth map where everything is just sort of wobbly. Is that fun? I've never done that because no, it it would hurt people. Uh, it would hurt your eyes to look at something that way. Yeah, it, it presses the panic button in your yeah. brain, yeah. and then they everybody would, kills you. It wouldn't you. get to dailies because well, because things have a, a well, several stages. Okay, but that does lead to a question: What have you know? Because every it, like you'll see in in videos, uh, you know, DVDs where you know, oh, here's a day where the render went totally screwy. Is there something that? accidentally happens when you're looking at, at a daily that makes everyone just like recoil in horror that's just like you know is there is there a thing you can go oh that that makes your brain just explode like, oh, sure. like Dilu's motion crap mo- mocap guy walking to the store and if all that so, well yeah. if something uh, like if if something accidentally goes goes weird with the uh, like the depth mat like occasionally a, d- a depth mat just trying to set it in like it'll invert Ooh. Suddenly, oh, like, I, and but just like one one thing, right? One one element one on the screen, oh, one wow. object on the screen. So the mountain is in the foreground. Well, like suddenly sudden. invert, and it's like, oh, fucking shit. <laughs> that's got to be like an M.C. Escher painting, yeah. right? I mean, but, if people are in front of the mountain, but the mountain depth wise yeah, is the closest it's, it's thing to the really it it or or if it's if they accidentally even just swap the left and right eyes and daily, it's like oh. ah yeah. Well, um, oh, or man. or sometimes like the computer doesn't cache quite as quickly, so they'll go to the next shot, but the previous shot is still in one of the eyes. So oh, it's like, God. Oh, <laughs> oh wow. Usually I, they try and warn you. They're like, everyone watch your eyes. Yeah, <laughs> because close your eyes for two seconds. Yeah. I dread the day where I editorially I will have to deal with 3D. I'm sure it's coming. I'm sure the day will come, but yeah, I man, I dread it. Gnarly. I I was just I went to see Hugo with a, a friend of mine who works at a trailer house. Hugo was was stereo native, by the way. Yes, it was. Perfect. Yes, yeah. Um, but she works at a, a everyone trailer in that house. movie was actually 3D. Yeah, <laughs> and she was talking about how you know when they have to edit 3D trailers, and they so they'll get you know 3D dailies, but you, normally they get one, uh, just one eye, quote unquote, and they'll have to like they'll have to do like the split screen uh. thing, you know half a field and the other half right. of the field and then one day it wasn't like lining up and they couldn't mm. figure out why and it's like oh they gave us the wrong eye for a second right. <laughs> ah. I'm sorry Sanus in the chat is cracking me up he's like I don't know if you squint maybe it goes back to 2D or maybe it goes to 60 holy shit <laughs> yeah <laughs> done, I remember I did that I think that's what I did we're in through Avatar. the looking glass ah, here ah, people yeah they, Allison, I think I think that's what I did in you Avatar puppeteers moving around <laughs> Reese Witherspoon I think literally that's what I did with Avatar is, is after a while because it was like you know, I could I couldn't take the headset off because now I'm going to see you know right. these superimposed things, um, and it was just it just looked weird and unpleasant. I think I actually watched most of Avatar again the Cinerama Dome where something wasn't working for me. Um, I just closed one eye. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. so much. You better. can you can actually so much better. They, the 2D glasses. They actually sell glasses that like a, have only one polarizer, but that, that's it's the same polarizer in both eyes, so you oh, only so see one eye through the glasses. 2D oh, conversion okay. glasses. If you are stuck in a 3D, I don't know why you'd pay the extra five bucks for a 3D ticket and then yeah, watch and, it that. Way, and not but, want to watch yeah. that way. I have, a, I have a buddy who works at Photochem, and they do obviously they end up doing a lot of the processing on 3D movies these days. No. And he brought home, he's like, I got these extra 3D glasses. Do you want them? I was like, okay, well, let's crack them open. They were like fucking really nice. They were really yeah. super nice. Yeah. They were like, I, if I knew anything about designers, I would name a designer just to give you an idea. But uh, Jim Gennard guy, what's what's Ray Band? Oh. 
Oakley. Oakley. He does Oakley. Oakley. Yeah, yeah. No, but like nicer than that. Like the Dolce and something. Dolce and Gabbana. Yeah, that, like, yeah. Like, like these that sounds fucking, like a thing. There's like yeah. these nasty ass, cool, yeah. like super future. <laughs> I will I will say. Future boy. I've, I've, and I've, apparently they sell those so you can buy them if you want to look cool. I've, but then I've, you're the guy who showed up with his own 3D glasses. You're kind of an asshole. Yeah. Well, there is it's like driving with there's gloves that guy on. In back, you know, Casey Zemosko is that guy in Back to the Future, the guy with his cardboard glasses, because he obviously just went to the 3D theater and thinks he, they make him look cool. I, I, Doctor modern, Who used to wear anaglyphic stereoscopic glasses. version of that. Yeah, fortunately, we don't have to deal with anaglyph. But um, I've, I've also worked on some projects that are so heavily visual effects-oriented that I'm actually able to... To, it's very clean because it's a very clean conversion because I'm actually able to take the different layers. It's already broken into layers. I'm able to take the different layers. That was, that was what I was going to ask. Generate them into into to the, the the stereo pair and then recomposite them. Well, do you stereo. mean literally like you, there's a there's a guy in another company somewhere who's literally putting a shot together? Can you actually go, dude? Can I just have your layers? Yeah, he puts the shot okay. together. I, I get the layers. I mean, I mean, I don't get the full. Like, I was gonna say that, like, like a lot if, of it's if these things are actually got mats. That'd be yeah. good. If these things are yes. actually happening in parallel. It yeah. seems like there could be, you know, yeah, like, it's so stupid for them to like composite 3D layers into a picture that you then have to then yeah. break back out. Yeah, they give me they give me the layers, and, and a lot of the work is done like any any uh, uh, color and like uh, uh, focus tricks and stuff like that are all baked into the layers I get. But I get the the you know the the gross layers that I'm able to then convert and, and handy uh, comp together. It, it's much much nicer. <laughs> I'm sure, it's better. And, and and let me just say also the uh, the because I didn't get to say my piece about what I think about 3D. By the way, what do you think um, of this heinous job that yeah. you're? Yeah, we have a minute money. left. Summarize. Which yes. is, uh, I, were you I, just following orders? I, yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm always afraid of telling people because they'll like carve something in my forehead, like Inglorious <laughs> Bastards. You can stop doing it, but they'll always know. Um, but uh, I, I'm I'm much the same way as you guys. I'm like I don't really mind 3D when it's done properly and most people have the sense not to do like stuff coming at you like Piranha did it deliberately they're like we're Piranha that's the kind of movie we're making right now yeah but um, a lot of movies today have the sense not to really do that and and my only thing is I, I look at it and I'm like, that's that's neat, but it's not six bucks a ticket neat. Yes. You know, it's it's And that's I'm, a whole other discussion is the economics right. of 3D and, and so and the bubble that that is it's creating. Yeah. So for, for me, I I've I work in it and I don't have, like you said, a constitutional opposition to it, but I don't tend to go see the movies, whether they were shot that way or not, because right. I'm just like like you said, we've spent a hundred years figuring out how to right. how to generate the illusion of depth and now it's like, oh, there's actual depth now. And Yeah. <laughs> anyway, this has been thirty minutes of talking about three D in two D. Because actually, it's not even in stereo. This is in mono. Yeah. So there is, is a thing called ooh. HD radio, and I still to this day have no <laughs> yeah. idea what the fuck that is. T. Christie, Brian Finnefter, Mike Scott, over from the left, Trey Stokes. Yeah, <laughs> over on the left, you can't tell, but I'm on the left side. <laughs> Remember when we did that? Yeah, we did <laughs> yeah. Princess Bride and the Hulk in 3D. And we Oops. should do it again. And, well, people, no, people, no one like that. <laughs> no, pe- people that's, s- that's because it's just they haven't gotten used to it yet. Uh, so, yeah. na, na, na. Our kids are going to love it. Well, we'll just, if the uh, left channel is red. We'll just have yeah. to charge more. Stereo. Then they'll, then they'll appreciate Stereo's it. Stereo's been around for a while. It's What's actually kind of zero? a thing. Stereo, stereo predates like motion pictures. They had stereo just pictures. Yeah.